0: Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic. Advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey, She Slayers. This is your host, Lauren Brunslick, and I am super pumped to be here right now talking to you. So before we get into you know, all that jazz that we do on episodes, I have to tell you about something super exciting. This isn't an ad. So don't fast forward 30 seconds. Um, well, it's kind of an ad. It's self-promoting, but it's free. So if you are listening to this and you have not signed up to get my weekly slay emails, uh, stop what you're doing and go do it. So the weekly slay emails are going to be delivered on Sunday night, So if you're an owl, night owl, you'll either get them then, or if you're like a lot of people who wake up Monday morning and they're doing their like routine, it's gonna be in your inbox and it's gonna be a short, just like three to five sentence paragraph that is meant to be inspirational, funny, um, and just get you motivated to go do something small. Like it might be like, girl, okay, you've worn leggings 17 days in a row. How about you get out of the leggings? get out of the leggings um that's just an example there'll be more (laughs) so if you haven't done that yet go to sheslayspodcast.com forward slash besties or if you follow me on instagram you can just click the link in bio and it'll be right there but i have a big scary goal number in my head so do me a favor and please go sign up for those um so let's go to our review our review, why is my phone not working? There we go. Our review is from Dr. Dre Lange. I don't know, actually, I know this person, but I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I don't think I did it. Anyway, so it is five stars, and it says, funny, personable, and insightful. Dr. Lauren knocks it out of the park with this podcast, Lady Boss Babe Kairos. Don't miss out. Some of your most burning question questions answered here. Aw, thanks, Andrea. sweetie. Um Yeah, thanks for that review. And I really love when you guys leave reviews. It's it's been like a week since I've gotten a new one. Oh my gosh. So amazing story, actually. Tangent. Uh I was having just kind of a moody day. I was on my period, so like, you know, and just moody um anybody else find that as they're getting older their periods are getting worse that's not even the point of the story now I'm two tangents in by the way um yeah I was doing I was just googling this because I'm like what the f is wrong with me I am 33 years old and I am having more like more PMS than I've ever had in my life and it's a real thing it happens as you get older um what was my point with that uh, okay. See you guys, I got off tangent. Oh yeah, that's right. So I was having a really bad day and because of my period and I like get this like request on Instagram and it's, so it's somebody who I don't follow. And there's like three voice clips and I'm like, Okay, who is this person? I can tell it's a female chiropractor because like it's like Cairo mommy some whatever. And it's just a minute and a half long audio of like how she doesn't really leave reviews, but she like tried to like go on YouTube and learn how to leave a review and she just doesn't even really like podcasts because most of them are really boring, but she like loves this one and she's like, I really hope that the review worked. I like spent time at the end of my really long exhausting day on YouTube trying to make sure and I wrote you a glowing review. You guys, I don't know what happened. It's not there. <laughs> so it made me so it really lifted my day or my spirits. Lifted my day and my spirits. Um but poor lady didn't didn't find the right youtube instructions or something so i still love you if you're listening you know who you are and your review your audio review will live in my heart um okay now it's time to tell you about our she's savings so all my cairo ladies out there You know who you are. Or maybe you're a massage therapist or an acupuncturist. Um, Who else would want watercolors of spines? I don't know. I mean, maybe you're just a spine enthusiast. Not the point. Go to Sandy Spine's Etsy store. She is this amazing woman who has these gorgeous watercolors of Spine's vertebrae. They're like all colorful and some of them have flowers on it and you can get 10% off at checkout by using promo code SHESLACE. And if she has stickers in stock, she will send you free sticker just because you're friends with me and I like her and she's my friend too. So our next deal that I've got is through the Connected and Inspired Media app. It's called the Progressive app, and this is an app specifically for pediatric and prenatal chiropractors. So what it is is it's an it the designers of the app will work with you using your logo, all of your verbiage to make this app look like you sat down and spent hours and hundreds and hundreds of dollars creating your own app. And like filming stuff and so your patients are going to think like wow you're pretty fancy um but really it's just them so it's really easy to set up and it's got all of these exercises and stretches for pregnancy for kids to get like brain exercises going super beautiful and you can get 20% off your first month by using promo code sheslice and then lastly, um, you can get 20% off your first month with my personal fitness coach, Megan Sandy. She does virtual fitness. So she has different levels depending on what you need. So her most advanced level, she's going to be doing weekly talks with you on the phone, be designing your workouts, and then also reviewing what you're eating and kind of like modifying. Um, she doesn't like to use the word diet and she, always gets mad at me if I use the word diet when describing her, but I don't mean it from like a weight loss standpoint, but like, you know, maybe you need more of a whole 30 diet or a macro diet, you know, whatever it is, but she's going to work with you. And then she's got a more just like baseline. If you don't need that nutrition or mental health, like I do, um, then she can just customize your workouts for you because adding weightlifting has been so like at 33 years old, I wish I would have started doing this when I was 23. Um, it's just changed my body composition, but I'm somebody who's like, I don't know what to do with weight. So I just like kind of do the same thing. I'm in there for like 10 minutes and I'm like, I don't know. I just find comfort in the elliptical um, or running. So if she has been a game changer. Again, you'll get 20% off your first month with her by mentioning she slays. So let us begin in prayer and then we will read the question and tackle this biatch. Oh, dear Lord, baby Jesus, I don't know what to say. Thank you for today. This is the last nice day. Uh, thank you for these people listening. Thank you for the people who've signed up for the weekly slay. Um, help me continue to not be freaked out by fun things that are happening with this. Um, help me continue to step into a leadership role and get ego out, ego out. Anytime that ego steps in, just kick it out because I know it just gets in the way of what you have each and every one of us designed to do. Today's question is about being a better leader. Um, and whether you're an associate listening or a student, you have so many opportunities around you to be a leader that you don't even realize. So please just help anyone and everyone, uh, go at this podcast with an open heart. Amen. Okay. So let's read this question. All right. So this is from Sarah. So it says, hi, my name is Sarah. I'm not a chiropractor, but I am a woman who owns and operates a small business. I have 10 employees and the majority of which are millennials. All of my employees are women. We have a wonderful team. I have an amazing group, but it's hard to keep them continuously motivated. We are constantly working on staff development and we have regular education. We have happy staff. So here's my question. How do I incentivize my staff of millennial women toward growth, not just staying where is comfortable when they are not necessarily money motivated? Okay, so continually motivating your employees is, I mean, if you don't think that that's a problem not you, Sarah, but like if you're listening and you're like, oh, I don't have a problem with motivating, maybe motivating my employees. I encourage you. Yeah. Just listen. Okay. I want to start by saying, uh, congrats to Sarah. Um, it sounds like you're, you're really coming at this from a preventative standpoint versus a shit. Dear Dr. Lauren, I am doing a terrible job and I keep losing employees and hiring and firing and hiring and firing. Like, what am I doing wrong? So it really sounds like you already understand a lot of things. I'm going to cover some basics that you're probably already doing, but I, we're going to dig a little deeper and hopefully we can just add a layer in that maybe you're not doing. Cause it sounds like if you have 10 women who are happy and it sounds like you have a good culture, like bravo uh doing a good job so let's start with this whole like millennial thing now i know sarah um a little bit and i know that she does not mean any like she is not throwing shade at millennials because technically by age she also is one um, But what I am going to do is I do want to kind of break down this whole millennial um, stigma for anybody who isn't one. Um, Actually, what's really funny is I'm technically a millennial. So I was born in 1986. I don't know what ages technically a millennial is. I should know that by now. Um, But I think I'm on like the earlier brink or like later brink. Yeah. Earlier. So, um, so meaning that there are times where I'm like, Oh gosh, my millennial is showing. And then there are times that I am totally not considered a millennial. Um, Oh, 1981 to 1996. That's those are the years. So I'm like, yeah, earlier on. So anyway, so I know Sarah, she is a millennial. She knows she's a millennial. But if you weren't born in that 81 to 96, you don't get to call yourself one. So they get a bad rap. I've seen like on forums, like uh, business forums, like, oh, why are millennials just have no work ethic and like just kind of ripping them a new one. First of all, I think that that's probably something that every previous generation says about the next generation. So um, I'm sure like the, oh gosh, I don't know any generations. I know there's Gen X, right? Whatever generation became before Gen X, they were probably like, oh my gosh, all they do is smoke pot and go to Woodstock. And like, everybody just kind of gets clumped into this like stereotypical. Um, but millennials are like everyone else. This sounds so stupid effing saying this, but some people listening do need to hear this. So millennials are like everyone else. They are deeply motivated by fundamental needs of love, security, um, feeling control over their life, sovereignty, agency, fulfillment, purpose. But here's the big difference. And this is where most of the quote unquote complaints about millennials come from bosses. Um, They do need to be motivated because what used to motivate previous generations to just be yelled at by their boss, you know, sexually harassed, work 60 hours a week, was the idea of like pensions and amazing health insurance. And They're, you know, like millennials have not been indoctrinated by this because pensions don't exist anymore. And they know that we know that, um, retiring at 65 and getting Medicare to cover all of our needs is probably not going to happen. Like we've heard like, yeah, Medicare's not working. And so we don't plan on it. Um, a lot of us went to college we were told that if you go to college, you will get a job and it will pay for itself. That's the only way to good job because, you know, when we were graduating, we went through a period where you had to have a job, but now we're stuck with student loans and the generation after us, I don't know, is that Gen Y, Z, whoever, what, whoever's after 96, um, they're the ones who are, now doing uh, leap, not leap year, skip years. What are they called? The year where you don't go to college, um, where they travel and they're coming back to those like two year degrees like cosmetology or, you know, HVAC or electrical engineer or electrical um, plumbing. So this year of 81 to 96 was told we had to do this and it's not working out. And so, so yeah, like we just haven't been, we don't, we need to be motivated because you work really hard and just suffer now, but it will pay off later. We know that's not true. We're not going to suffer now. We're going to live our life right now and we will work hard, but like, I'm not going to be abused. That's, that's kind of like the whole millennial thing. So they are deeply motivated. Again, Sarah, I know you, and like I said, you're a millennial. I know that really wasn't for you. That was for more people. So when it comes to your employees um, and continuing to keep them motivated, especially when they're not motivated by money, it starts with learning them better than they know them. So the world of self-help, self-development, no taking all these personality quizzes, um, like deep personality quizzes that have been around for a long time not like buzzfeed and cosmo quizzes um a lot of times there's a very small percentage of the population that actually does the deep dive into self-help and self-knowing because it's terrible oh my gosh i remember the first time that i did that i got my strength finder results and i was like wow cool I just paid $50 to learn that I'm a terrible person. This is awesome. Um, And (laughs) somebody would argue that none of the strengths of the 34 strength finder things are bad. But I don't know. I feel like there's a bad combination. um, And I got them. So learning them, have them take tests. You pay for them. I would recommend um, Enneagram, Love Languages, Strength Finder. You can do the DISC. I mean, there's so many out there. Uh, DISC used to be like the one that you needed, but I would replace it with Enneagram. Now, you need to understand each of those two. So it's not enough to just have them pay to take the test. And then you're like, okay, great. You're a four. You need to understand and study like, what does that look like? What is a four as an Enneagram number mean? Like what, um, what does, if they're a learner in their top five strengths, what does that mean? Um, if their love language, for those of you that haven't heard the love language, um there's five love languages. One of the love languages is quality time, one is gifts, one is acts of service, one is physical touch. <laughs> okay, so what are you supposed to do with that? Like what are now, Cairo's out there, I will tell you exactly what you do. Um, so like this is gonna sound creepy. If you're a dude, Cairo, you can't get away with this shit. Female Kairos, you can. But like I, uh, we do pre-shift huddles and my CAs are used to me touching them. I adjust them once a week. And so like during a huddle, just like resting my hand kind of firmly, but not like mass, you know, just like, oh, I'm present here with you, loving you while we do the thing. Like they like kind of like melt into it, like thanks, or just adding an extra 30 seconds of soft tissue through those shoulders when I am adjusting. Um, that's, you know, physical touch, but learning like, OK, this is the result of my employee. What do I do with that information is really powerful. So it's not enough to just have them do it. You have to like have a file, study it. Um, And then I would also recommend making up kind of like your own fun quiz. This will play out later when you're talking about rewards and like mini motivations, like, hey, we hit this goal for the week type thing. Um, So do a game of like, would you rather? So, like, do you like um, boho jewelry or, like, more traditional classic jewelry? Do you... What's your coffee order? Um, Do you like lipstick or chapstick do you like running shoes or you know whatever you just you get my drift so come up with like 30 different questions everybody gets the same one and just have them go through and circle what what they prefer um you know filling out there if they could have a $25 gift card to any restaurant in town what would it be would you you know if they have kids knowing like what's your kids favorite TV show, um, when are your kids' birthdays? Like these are things because if they are a parent and you show up with a cupcake On you know, let's say an employee has been doing a really kick-ass job, and they're working Wednesday, and you know that Wednesday is their kid's birthday, like just a little. Oh, and you combine that with the fact that their love language is gifts. You you see what I did there? You combine all of that, and you show up with a cupcake with like a candle in it, and you're like, "Hey, I know it's Jace's birthday tonight." Like sucks having to work on your kid's birthday, but here, like, do you see how like, holy cow, that employee would be like, whoa, what boss does that for you? Um, and so a lot of times you got to know them better than they do. And I don't mean that in like a patronizing way that they don't know themselves, but a lot of times when it just comes down, if all you're going to do is ask an employee, like, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have, um, I don't know, like an experience, or would you rather have 50 bucks? Most service employees are going to take the money. Like just very few industries can pay all of their employees enough that they're past that point of like, I'll take the money. Um, I think like, I saw something a while ago that was like, it's around between 70 to $80,000 is when an employee would actually start to shift from, you know what, I would rather take um, lunch or, you know, movie tickets instead of $25. um, Or I would rather take a facial instead of 50 bucks. So, but just because they think that that's what would give them the most happiness Again, that's where like you understanding more, like that's not gonna create a connection with you and your industry and your business and your vision. 50 bucks is gonna help them out with groceries that week, but it doesn't bind them to your vision and mission anymore. It doesn't help them feel a part of a purpose, if you will. Now with hiring, um, (laughs) be aware that you will, with 10 females on staff you will never hire just for um their their quality or their resume or what their skill set is you if you've got a good thing going like it sounds like you have a great thing going every single hire you are not creating one more relationship so your 11th employee is like 30 some different relationships well not 30 closer to like 50 because it's like that employing this person that employing that person that employing that person and then these people and so you want to look at like when you're hiring i would recommend picking like either strengthsfinder finder or enneagram it possibly would be strength finder um might even be a better test for hire but like have them do that see where they're gonna fit in with the matrix the matrix um i've never actually seen that movie but, you know, are they going to be exactly like so-and-so? Um, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Or are they going to butt heads with your manager? You know, are, is that okay? Are they going to bring inspiration or are they going to drag the team down? Like, you know, you just really have to be so conscious with who you're hiring and bringing in. Um, back to like your employees personality profiles, I recommend you can also have, so you have a personal file on each person, but I would have, depending on the test, I would have like a grid that kind of has all of your employees listed and then like what strengths everybody has in common. Um, and I would have all of your employees listed and like what their Enneagram is, but like on like one chart. That way, when you are like when uh, I'm not talking about like the role of somebody, but like when something spontaneous comes up, say like, oh, shoot, we have to put a Christmas basket together for a giveaway. Um, if you, you you'll you get good at it. But in the beginning, when you're like learning how to do that, one employee That might be like the low part of their day. If you ask them to run to Hobby Lobby or Target and put together a $50 value basket for a Facebook giveaway, they might go home and be like, oh my God, how demeaning that she would ask me. I was in the middle of doing inventory and you know, like another employee that might be a perk to their job. Like, holy cow, I got paid to do a Target run that would be me. Um, Hire me. So just having that grid at your quick disposal for like uh, who would be best fit for this because the same task can be very motivating or uh, degrading. Now when it comes to their growth, most leaders feel like they're only leading their employees towards the vision and growth of the business and when they like the team they're on they're like how do I inspire them to grow the business now I'm going to talk about that but then we're going to talk about this other part that is often left off being a true leader especially of women. I'm sorry. I just think this holds true for men too. Um, but like when you're a powerful, successful woman who's got her shit together, it is like your duty to make sure that every woman you are leading on your payroll, honestly, any woman, your daughters, your friends, it is your duty to make sure that they are also improving themselves health-wise, spiritually. Like, make them feel like they are freaking Beyonce and can accomplish anything. I have literally had an employee that, or a really qualified person that I liked a lot. And I pretty much guided her out of the business because that's where she needed to go next. Like, she, I knew that she was stagnant and she would have stayed and worked with for me for another 20 years but that wasn't what was going to be best for her and so I hope that doesn't happen to you know but it does happen sometimes in the process you know I may have one of my associates that feels so empowered as a doctor and leader in our community that there's a point that she goes I think I want to work for myself and that fucking sucks I don't want that to happen because I did the work and I want you to stay with me forever but damn I feel like it's my duty to if that's in her purpose and plan and that's what's gonna like motivate her I have two millennial employees um I have to be okay with that you know and again I know that like that would not freak you out. But for anyone who's like, oh, but what if they get so confident and inspired that they leave me? Yeah, then that was the plan. Then that was, then you absolutely, you two aligned for a period in a time. Good job. You did your job. Like you did what God needed you to do or spirit or universe. And like you, you you played a very important part in her life versus her playing an important part in yours. So let's talk about motivating them with growth in business. So you say you do regular trainings. That's fantastic. So I always recommend doing one big annual vision meeting. Now we used to do marketing meeting, a big marketing meeting for the year and a big vision meeting for the year. We've decided to split them up because they're just both so important. Um, So our team is a big part of our marketing. So we like sit down and we spend three hours planning our marketing for the entire year not like the nitty gritty details, but we look at a calendar. What are we doing here? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then we'll have a separate one. That's much more about like vision mission. Like, do we want to work? Like, what is our big, scary goal for the year? Um, now the thing when it comes to this vision is that I as the business owner might, let's say I'm like, you know what? We are going to break a million dollars this year. It's our year. We're going to do it. You guys, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to own a yacht. You're, I'm going to like, so what I will say is that there are ways to, like for me, my bottom line kind of tends to come down to like money and numbers of people impacted. Most businesses are going to come down to that. If you sell sweaters, it's going to come down to like our mission for the year is to get as many sweaters on as many people as possible. So like most uh, people, when you're in the CEO owner standpoint, it comes down to like increasing revenue, impacting more people. But that doesn't tend to like inspire them that much of like, yay, I'm going to make you a millionaire. So what I recommend is it's you don't need to be afraid of having that big, hairy, audacious financial goal, but kind of move past it quickly and go like what this means when we get to this revenue number, when we get to this profit percentage, whatever it is for you, um, we will be able to, renovate the break room and you guys have been talking how you wanted to have use that space over there and have like a shower and a treadmill and a uh, like set of weights so you could work out on your break or on your lunch break that's what we will do like you'll be able to be fit you know this that or um maybe it's a um uh rachel hollis seminar. Like we're all going to go to that. Or maybe it's once we hit that point of revenue or profit percentage, we'll be able to, or number of new patients, whatever it is, um, we'll be able to start doing some nonprofit work. Um, I recommend not picking just one thing. I would definitely recommend two or three because the same, all 10 employees are not all going to be equally motivated by one. Um, you're going to have some that would be like, they're just very service oriented. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that when we get to that point, I'll be able to take Tuesday mornings off to go work at the soup kitchen in town. Um, And there'll be some that are super motivated about going to Minneapolis to see Rachel Hollis. And there'll be some that are motivated about the break, you know, like, so it's kind of this, it's a nice thing to group think, uh, in your annual planning, um, or maybe do some homework before and like, Hey, everyone send me an email a week before the annual planning committee of like, what would be your big, hairy, audacious reward? Um, so for monthly, I recommend that you set goals that, are very specific towards getting that big hairy goal. So let's just say you, you want to break a million dollars revenue. So you are the strategic one. Okay. Like you're the owner, the boss for a reason. So you need to set goals for each of your employees that are, you know, will like guide you towards meeting that big annual goal. I recommend reward unless your employees are like making more than $80,000 a year. I recommend, well, even then, um, I recommend rewarding the goals that you set for them with money, because like we said, they think they're motivated by money and they are, they need money. Money is good. Um, so I recommend rewarding a money goal with money. So you set the goals for them. If we get this number of new clients, if we get this percentage of cash, if our accounts receivables is this, blah, 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 you will get $40, $100, whatever. So Again, you're just going to have to set that depending on where you guys are at in business. Then I recommend on a monthly basis, they pick a goal for themselves. This, you're going to have to let it be kind of any goal. It should be work related. Although having, if you've got a team culture that uh, they each want to like set a personal goal, like that could be really cool. A lot of times people might not be willing to share, maybe they will, but like if you've got the team and the time and the atmosphere where you pick uh, like I'm picturing like the first Monday of the month everybody would you know you go like okay so this is our goal for the month that everyone's going to hit if we hit it everyone gets 50 bucks fantastic woo 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 now we're going to go around the circle and I want you to give what your business goal is for the month that you're like also going to be working on and if you want your personal goal because some women really like accountability so uh, in my industry Let's say that I set a collections goal. You know, I want to hit X for the month of February. That would be great. And I said, if we, if we hit this, everyone's getting 50 bucks. Um, but then my associate might say, like, I want to, I love seeing pregnant patients. I My goal is to really focus on getting more resources out to pregnant patients in the community and to bring in more pregnant patients. Our percentage of pregnant people right now is this. I would love to increase it like 2% or whatever. Um, and then that reward, and then maybe she says like, and I also am going to give up my three o'clock latte. That's my personal goal to like cut back on caffeine and like you could chart it and it'd be fun. And like, you just got this, you're building this like team support network when you add in those personal goals. Um, And then the reward for the goal, the growth goal that they pick. Now, I don't personally have money flying out of my butt to be rewarding people left and right. So I wouldn't reward the personal goal. That's more of like a, yay, we're all a team. This is cool. We're accountability. But for the business goal, as long as, you know, it's, Like, yeah, I want you to see more pregnant people, too. That's fantastic. That's a great goal. Pick something fun, whether it's like a new coffee mug from Target or a new water bottle. Um, You know, if they're a runner, a new pair of running socks, whatever, whatever it is. But like just pick maybe it's a pedicure, but set little goals for them. Um, And, you know, like you're probably going like, geez, Lauren, this sounds like a lot of work. Yeah you have 10 employees. That's a lot of work. Um, What I will tell you is also a lot of work is um, playing catch up when your employee quits or playing like audit and spending hours figuring out how just exactly how much that employee did steal from you and like talking to a lawyer to go after them. Like being a leader takes time. No matter the quality of employees that you have, you are either going to be working on being preventative or working on eating shit and being reactive because they were like, hey, screw you. You're the man. I deserve an extra five bucks or whatever. So it it is a lot of time. It's a lot of organizing. A lot of this stuff can be delegated. Again, go back to that grid. Um, You probably have one employee that just gets jazzed about doing a target run. And you don't have to be changing all of these reward systems. Like a lot of it can just be automated. Um, And at your annual meeting, this would be a great thing where you hand out for like these little fun personal rewards. You hand out a list of... 40 items that are less than $10 a piece or less than $15 a piece or whatever. Or maybe you have 15 that are $5 a piece, 15 that are $10 a piece, 15 that are $20 a piece. And you just hand it out to your employees and say, like, circle your top three in each price category. And it goes in their employee file. So that way, let's say that one of my associates, we come back, like, they're like, all right, I want to increase our um, pregnant pregnancy percentage, 2%. So let's say they do it. Fantastic. They, I'm just going to look at the $5 thing. Let's say it goes up to 5% and I'm like, heck, let's get you one of these $20 ones. So it just, it can be automated. Yes. It's a lot of moving parts, but like, I believe in you, Sarah. So self-improvement this is the part that so many leaders like I said kind of coming I started to go down this road but you guys should be proud of me I like backed up and I was like oop, oop, oop. let's stay focused um so many leaders are either afraid of this because they're afraid that they're going to be so good at self-development that they screw themselves over and they lose a great employee or they just don't think it's their job and again I disagree I think that part of being a good leader to, again, I'm just, I love women so much. Like, I think that if you are, if you think you're doing a good job in life generally, and you've got your shit together, there are so many women around that actually do, they're not a hot mess. They've got so much potential, but they don't believe in themselves. Oh, I'm going woo woo. You guys know this happens sometimes. Like it is, so often your job to believe in them and their potential more than they do because there are not there are a lot of like emails and books and people that they don't know like saying like girl you just gotta wash your face um you can do anything then uh, that was not meant to be a rip on rachel hall's but uh there are but they don't know them and so a lot of times they're like yeah okay, Rachel says I can do anything. Rachel says I can lose that weight. I can do that thing, that big scary thing. But she doesn't know me. She doesn't know that um, I've tried dieting 20 times before and have never been successful. She doesn't know that, you know, I've gone on 15 first dates and nobody called me back. I don't think I will find a relationship. She doesn't know me. So she's just writing to that applies to everyone else. When you, somebody that they're just naturally going to look up to because you're their boss and you're cool. Um, I don't know, maybe you're not cool. I do. I know you, you're cool. Uh, they're naturally, You know them. So, you saying, Jessica, you can do that. I know you can, is going to mean a lot more than Rachel Hollis because you literally know them. They work with you all the time and you believe in them. So, encourage, do like whether. It's at your annual meeting, or you do little bits of this at like quarterly meetings. If you don't have bigger, longer quarterly meetings, I recommend adding that in. I don't know if I said that, um, but you know, we do we do once a week meetings and then once a quarter longer meetings. Um, I think you do monthly, but like you know, whatever. But I would just make sure you have a slightly longer meeting where you can kind of pick. Um, a, you know, kind of bigger goal, a sub goal that you're going after. So again, like maybe it's a financial is your annual, but then for a quarter, you're going to go after new clients or a specific clients. Um, and at those, those quarterly meetings, those are great times to really do the check-ins on personal, uh, personal goals. So maybe monthly checking in on people's personal shit is too much for you, but <laughs> quarterly is great. you, can lead them to think bigger, do vision exercises. I really believe in, um, I kind of was going to say this over in the personality things, but I forgot and got on a tangent. Um, Big thing that I do wrong all the time, and I realized it when I was like outlining this, that I need to stop that shit, is do not pigeonhole your employees. It is fun and easy. It's easy and kind of like, it almost like feels like it creates this even more team atmosphere when you have so many employees to be like, oh, you're the techie one. Oh, you don't know technology. Oh, she's the one who's so good on Facebook lives. Oh, she's the one who always stumbles. Oh, she's our seller. She can like upsell like a mofo. Oh, they said like right? Like, uh, I know that this, this happens, this happens in every single industry and it, it bonds us, you know, because we kind of laugh and that's good, but it it's dangerous. It really is dangerous because it doesn't create an atmosphere of feeling safe to take risks and failures and learn and grow. So let's say that you have an employee who is terrible at technology, like they don't know how to log into Facebook, like they don't know how to change the batteries in the wireless mouse, um, laughing at them in a, and they're probably laughing at themselves too, but If they're like, you know what, I want to try doing a Facebook live for the business and it goes horrible because it's their first one and they don't know technology like that's just going to reiterate that shame cycle of like, yep, I'm a loser. I can't do technology. How dare I step out of my comfort zone Um, like you idiot, stay in your comfort zone. I hope, you know, and you talked about comfort zone. So like, hopefully this is resonating and like, shoot, yeah. Encourage everyone to be everything. Encourage everyone to take risks and fail and try again. Um, and lead by example, share your wins and losses. Are they seeing you, uh, pick up a new, um, maybe you start running on your lunch break next summer. And you're like, Oh my God, I am not a runner. Hey, don't pigeonhole yourself. Shoot for that 5k. Like, you, they look up to you. And so seeing you stretch yourself, share those wins, but also share those losses of like, yeah, this is not going well. This is really not going well. Um, but being optimistic viewing, uh, in audit, like the way, if you completely shut down and turn into a terrible bitch, like they see like, okay, that's how, that's how you react when something terrible happens. But just how you respond to all these things. You're setting that leadership goal, you know, having the culture and attitude of if we're not failing, then we're not trying hard enough. That sets a, an environment and culture of safety to take risks. You're not going to get fired for going after that thing. You're not going to get fired for going after that big goal in business or personally and failing flat on your face, you're not going to get fired. Your job is secure. You're not going to get laughed at. In fact, we're going to all be inspired by you for doing that. So the more that you can create that culture in business, that is how like feeling safe to take risks and fail, like these millennials are going to connect and then they're just going to feel connected to each other. And nobody wants to quit a job where all of their friends are at. Um, keeping open lines of communication, uh, with, as you, another part of like helping these self-development things is try and take them out for coffee once every other month, once a quarter, you know, you got 10. So maybe that's a lot, no agenda. Um, and just talk to them like, Hey, Hey Molly. I just, I don't know. I haven't like gotten to talk to you very much because we have like opposite shifts and just wanted to see like how you're, How's your dog doing? Didn't your sister get married? Like, how's it going? Um, and it might freak them out a little bit and they're going to come on, get on, come on to you, not come on to you. They should not come on to you. Um, but they'll figure out that like, this is a part, this is a planned thing, but that's okay. I guarantee you that will not mean any less to them when it's their turn to just have time with you because you are busy. They're busy, but you're busy and your undevoted time to just chill and be present and not be like um, putting up a Facebook ad or doing this or like doing inventory, doing responding to emails means so, so, so much. Um, With benefits, this is another way that you can kind of motivate them. I kind of went from self back to business. Um, I recommend, so I don't know if you offer your employees insurance or not. I, I didn't ask that part. Most people in chiropractic industry can't offer like insurance benefits it's just too expensive our system sucks um if you can that's really cool i think that insurance probably falls in the same sense of money though where like it's so easy for them to just be like yeah we get insurance but um just because they're comparing your business to like other businesses like bigger businesses that it is standard So if you can't do insurance, get really creative with just employee benefits. These are not benefits that need to be won. They're benefits like um, every other month you can get a 60-minute massage. Just because I know that this job is a lot on your physical body. And so I, I don't want you out because you have a strain. So therefore... I know i can't pay for your insurance i can't pay for you to go to the physical therapist but i can pay for you to get acupuncture i can pay for you to go to the chiropractor what boom um i can pay for your gym membership now with gym memberships i we offer free gym memberships up to 75 dollars a month for our employees but they have to prove that they're actually using it so i would recommend that um dave ramsey courses so like that or you know things with like that will help them become better financial like thinking like that that's huge um unlimited vacation is something that we do we've done it for two years now two and a half years actually and i okay it it works for us here's the deal I like my employees and I have the right personalities for this to work. This might not work for everyone. Um, But we have now it has to be approved. So somebody can't just be like, yeah, I'm not coming in for a month. Um, But it's unlimited. We don't have a set number of days that you can take off. Now, this had this worked for us. We made this shift because we had an example where, um, it was the end of the year. It was literally between Christmas and new year's. And we had an employee who had used all of her, uh, vacation days and sick, whatever. We don't really, we just do PTO and her son Broke out in a huge rash. The doctors had no idea what it was. They thought it might be like, they were going from like rubella to stat. Like they were all over the place. He is across the state at a special hospital and she's a single mom. And so I'm like, girl, go. Like, it wasn't like she was gonna stay and work. She was like, I have to go. And I'm like, yeah, duh. Um, But she, like, while she's in the hospital, messaged me and she was like, oh, hey, you know, um, I don't know when I'll be back. I understand that like my paycheck will reflect this. And I was like, and I talked to Kirby about it. And I'm like, no, mm-mm. like, I'm not gonna do it. She's a single mom. And so it's one of those things where like, it just was congruent. We talk a lot about like core values in our business and being uber supportive in those crisis situations allowing them freedom to go travel like I don't want if one of my associates is having a freaking like mind blowing year and they've used all their vacation but they're burned out and they need to go like hike the Grand Canyon girl you do you I might ask that you go like Friday to Monday instead of Monday to Friday Um, and I might ask that you do it this weekend instead of that weekend because I'm out of town and I won't be able to cover for you but like you do you and that's how we really keep people is we understand that like that's what needs to happen so that doesn't work for everyone but I do it Oh, the other reason it works, sorry, is that they really know how much their their other co-workers are affected when they're gone. So I have two CAs and one associate at each clinic, and then I bop back and forth. Well, if one of my CAs—sorry, that's like an office manager—is um, gone— that others, that second office manager is working her tail off that day. And so the one who's gone knows like, shoot, not only is that like, I get along with that person. I don't like doing that to that person that often, but then I'm going to like, when I come back to work, she's going to feel entitled to take a day off because she worked her tail. And so they really, nobody abuses it because you know, they just, they just don't, it just works. So lastly, I will say, do not feel like every single person can be motivated <laughs> by you. Um, some people just, they either have an entrepreneur spirit and unless they're building their own thing, they just can't. Um, some people, you know, unless they are saving the turtles, your, there's nothing you can do that will motivate them. And it is not your job to keep them employed when you realize this. So catch and release with love. Like I recommend doing this in a way, I mean, if you can get them to quit instead of firing them, like if you can get them to realize they're unfulfilled and they would be so much more fulfilled saving turtles, I like that idea. But if they can't, fire them with love and be like, you are good at what you do here, but you're not happy and I don't trust that you won't waste the next five years of your life here. And I I can't have that. You're an amazing employee. You are good at what you do, but I'm not going to sit here and watch you waste these years here. Um, So just send them with love send them with love you might and they might cry and they might be like no 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 no, no. um but like if this if you you're probably not doing this frivolously if this is what you have done the time and again coming back oh my gosh you guys you should be so proud of me coming full circle part of your job to be a good leader to motivate them is knowing them better than them and if you truly know that them Getting fired is going to be the only thing that motivates them to go take that course on writing a book or go back to school or move across the country to be with their mom who's was just diagnosed with cancer or what whatever. Like yeah, don't wait for them to do it. like catch and release. In the end, all people, all employees, want the same thing no matter their age whether you have a 70-year-old 70-year-old employed or a 17-year-old they want fulfillment and agency meaning they want to know that they have control over their life um we in first world biggest problem we have is that we're wearing too many hats and we feel like life is happening to us and so the more you can make them feel like they're not just another like passenger on the bus and that there are times where they get to step in and drive and make decisions and turn the bus and decide where it's going um that is incredibly valuable to them also if you can help them realize that those choices that they do those life choices they do have control over actually go towards something they value tie it back to like yes and when you make more money you will be able to send your kid to that private school that you've been talking about when you make more money you will be able to go on that mission trip when you lose that weight you will be able to do this you know so like realize that we're all just the same and they it comes down to those basic needs um what was it was it let's see it was oh oh in two weeks oh i haven't released it yet i just had to look at my mind um In two weeks, I have an episode coming out with Dr. Kate Jones and we talk about like just kind of some like basic needs of people and like the verbal communication. It's going to be a good one. I love, I promise. I love it. Um, But yeah, so you sound amazing. Thank you for writing in. I really love dabbling in other industries. Like I said, for those of you who haven't heard this story, I mean, prior to starting a podcast, I like tried helping a hot dog stand like fix their like system and flow because I was like, "Ooh, you really should have pickup over here." Um, so I love seeing the similarities between businesses and um and just offering a a different perspective, because you probably your industry, you probably just a lot of your friends are that same industry, and they probably all run their business very similarly. And so it's kind of nice to get an outsider review of like, well, within chiropractic, this is what's really important. And this is what we do. So I hope it was equally valuable to non chiros and chiros. You guys, please make sure you're subscribed if you're listening you're probably subscribed but do me a favor can somebody go write a review um please go write a review for me i if this episode helped i would love to hear that and also go sign up for the weekly slays again that's she slays podcast.com forward slash besties speaking of big hairy audacious goals i have one i don't want to share it because i'm afraid if i just fall flat on my face in front of you guys um but I'll, you know what it's, I'll tell you, you know that I'm just like, (laughs) I'm the type of person who like wears a coat and somebody's like, Oh my gosh, I love your coat. And I'm like, thanks. It's from Goodwill. I got it for $6. Um, so I won't be afraid, but if you would do me a favor and go sign up, I would appreciate it. So until next week, she slayers, we've got an awesome, we are doing an episode on the Enneagram the Enneagram. It's about time um, because I just keep talking about it. And for those of you who have been listening since day one, you're like, what the heck does Yora 3 even mean? So tune in next week too. All right. Bye.